Dystopia Tonight. The guest that we have on, I, I love her band. Um, they came out with a great album last year, and I've been a fan for a, a while, so I'm super pumped to have her on. Uh, Christy Simpson from Yumi Zuma. So let's welcome her out. Hey. Hello. Hi. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Thank you. How do you feel about, are you like New Zealand proud? Like, is I mean, I, obviously you're not going to shit on the place. You, I'll shit on America. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like, do you understand um, the love that New, Ze New Zealand yeah. has like across the globe right now? Yeah. And I do get it. Like, I think especially I, I lived in London for like a year and a half during the pandemic. Oh. And I came back and was just like, wow, New Zealand is amazing. Everything <laughs> is so good here. And especially like if we've been on tour for a while and I come home, I'm always like, wow, wow, it really is. Nothing hits like, you know, but it's like anywhere is like that. It's like your home. But I do think we have like, yeah. you know, the nature's yeah. good. The food is good. People yeah. are really generally very nice, mm. generally, which is something that I'm used to. So when I go places and they aren't nice, I'm like, what's going on? Oh, um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It has its, it's like any country. Like, and you were saying, you know, that we have a really great prime minister. We did have a really great prime minister. Oh, that's right. She, she resigned. Resigned. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really and so she's just tired, or was there a scandal? I don't even know the story behind. No, that. there was no scandal, which is like so New Zealand as well. Just like, oh, she's just had enough. She basically was like, <laughs> I have been through like a pandemic. There was like multiple natural disasters like uh yeah. we had like a volcano eruption there was also the horrific um like mosque shooting that happened under her like right. yeah um jurisdiction um yeah. so she had so much shit handed to her in a term you know in two terms she had nearly two terms and i think people were just like yeah look fair enough she's tired she was like i don't really think i've got any more in me and so i'm mm. resigning so but mm. there is another Prime Minister has stepped up to take her place. His name's Chris Hipkins. Don't nice. know much about him. He seems fine. He seems nice, but I'm pretty I, sure that will lose the next election. Uh, um, okay. Because yeah. there's also a really big anti-vaxxer population in New Zealand. And I feel like yeah. um, they, because her restrictions were quite intense to keep people safe, a lot mm -hmm. of people were really anti that. And so there's like this real, like, underbelly of like vitriol towards Jacinda Ardern which is horrific but sure. apparently that's part of the reason too she received a lot of hate um death threats horrible things so she wow. was just like no look I've done my time yeah and yeah so. and that was impressive though too I kind of envied that because we had like this up and down kind of loose very loose I mean I'm sure you know but like America was like you know Florida did whatever the fuck it wanted to do and all <laughs> yeah. the all the all the redneck states just kind of you know were like they acted like it was still 2019 and nobody cared yep. and so yep. you know what's cool about her too is that i don't know what's going on with american presidents but like she came out of that term looking amazing still looking amazing and like within yep. two years our male presidents are always like the crypt keeper <laughs> like i mean Jesus. i think it's because yeah. they tell the u.s president about aliens i don't know if they do that in new zealand <laughs> They just that turn a corner. Ages you. Yeah. yeah. You're like, well, <laughs> game over. It's like that Ark of the we'll Covenant box that they open up at the end of Indiana Jones when their faces just melt. And you're like, oh, my God. Close it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, crazy. she's, I mean, she is gorgeous and she still looks great. So yeah. I'm glad that she's stepping out now, preserving that rather than, you know, waiting till they tell her about the aliens. And then <laughs> right. <she stops. laughs> yeah. Although, there's, you know. Yeah. No shame in looking old, I guess, you know? No, it's no, there's no shame in it, but, but I, yeah. I just, I mean, like, it's funny because it's like, you know, we, we have our, our leaders or whatever, and within, like, a year and a half, you're like, who the fuck is that? And you really notice <laughs> like, it, yeah. I feel oh like I've God. seen that with Obama, everybody shows, like, the comparison photos, and you're like... Yeah. Yeah. Still Yikes. sexy, though. Stress, stressful, you know? For yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. find that, like, and uh, not to switch gears drastically from politics into the arts, but, like... I do like whenever I have somebody on here, basically like their hometown, their home country or whatever it is, where they're like, yeah, we weren't that well received. Like do, is is art and music and stuff like that in New Zealand? Are you guys, do you find like you develop a fan base at home pretty quickly before you go overseas and tour? Nah, I think for us, I don't know if it's like the type of music we make or <laughs> just the kind of the way it happened, like of us in the early days kind of started online and i think okay. we also like i'm 
me and Olivia are the only ones who live in New Zealand. Charlie and Josh have lived um, overseas. Josh lives in New York. Charlie's in London since the beginning. So there's been this element to like where we aren't really a New Zealand band because we aren't in New Zealand playing lots of shows here regularly before we kind of were known online in that kind of like indie blog era. Right. You know, when it was kind of just easy for like someone to find this random track and then it's like, oh, I like this. And then it just, you know, kind of grew from there. So yeah, here it's, it's a very funny one because I feel like we use that a lot in our identity. I think any New Zealand act or musician, it can be a really important part of like who we are and what we do and why our music sounds like it does. Mm -hmm. But then I think from uh, the general perspective of New Zealand and the music scene, they don't necessarily think of us as like a very New Zealand band and we don't, we're not necessarily well known here. can be quite hard for us to sell tickets in New Zealand. Um, Wow. And like get press and stuff like that. I don't know. It's like a funny, it's a funny one, but I think we have a bit of a like tall, there's a tall poppy syndrome culture here. Mm. And I think maybe that plays into it. I don't know. I think it's kind of that, like if you've abandoned New Zealand, maybe then (laughs) they're like, well, we don't want you. Right. Right. Okay. It doesn't really work. Like you can go overseas, get really famous and then come back Mm -hmm. and be by equal measure because you're famous overseas that equal amount of fame in New Zealand, unless you're Lord. I think Lord is the only person that worked for. Yeah. And she yeah. did kind of start in New Zealand. She started here and then she kind of, so she's the only one that it worked for, I think, or maybe right. there's a couple of pop people, but yeah, it's a, it's, um, it's an interesting landscape. Yeah. We had Lady Hawk on and I think she had the same kind of, kind of feeling, kind of experience the same way too. Yeah. But is it, do you feel good about it? If when you, if you come back and like, cause I was, you know, I don't know if there's any kind of resentment of like leaving your hometown and then they don't necessarily, they're like, Hey, you know, we don't give a shit about you. And then you get famous and then you kind of come back. Are you like, fuck you guys, you know, or are you like, <laughs> yes, finally. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I would say that like, even in earlier years, you know, we kind of have always had, it's probably about the same amount of tickets that we sold then as we do now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's, so I guess it is kind of this nice feeling too when you're coming home and you're playing shows here that it's like your friends and your family in the crowd and like people that you know and like friends of friends and the music scene and like that's that's what's fun about it I suppose it's like a different experience but yeah I feel like it's um I don't know it's a weird (laughs) it's 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 definitely a weird one it's kind of hard to put words to but yeah there is like an element to where it's pretty fun playing shows in New Zealand and we always love doing it because it's like this familiarity of i don't know place and friends and family and all that yeah that's awesome is there a place outside of new zealand that you didn't expect to embrace you the way they do and you're like wow (laughs) yeah (laughs) in every time so we played in japan quite a few times um i mean i guess everyone always knows about you know it's like this thing of you can be big in japan or like you know you see (laughs) like there's a lot of movie tropes and like things about bands getting big in japan but like we i think just because we've played there enough times we've released albums on cd in japan um every time we go there it's like we feel famous like we feel so famous in japan so (laughs) i don't think we were expecting that like i think you always think well we're gonna try and like you know push ourselves a little bit in this market and like we're gonna hope for the best but you never really know if it's gonna work so yeah it's still it's it's a nice surprise and it's just like the, the people are so sweet like People at the shows are just so excited that you've come to Japan and are so respectful and but they're so excited. It's yeah, it's the best. It's that's the best. awesome. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. I mean, Japan, like I, that's another place I've always kind of wanted to go and like spend yeah. some time there and hang out. One of my friends went and uh taught over there for a bit of time. And Amazing. he was just like it he, he was like it was really hard to pull him away from it because he was gone for about <laughs> a month and a half. And we were like, How you doing? He was like, I don't think I'm coming back. We're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> got a wife yeah. and kid, man. Come back. <laughs> yeah. Take I got a friend over there, there right now, DJing. He loves it. Loves oh, that's it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that would be so much fun. Like, we've never really been to like the clubs. We've never really been like out in Japan, mm. but I feel like that's a whole scene that I'm missing out on at this point. No, listen, yeah. if you DJ, I'll get you a contract. Because he said he has a six-month <laughs> yeah. contract. I'm like, I can't do six months. Can I get 30 like, days? <laughs> I could learn how to DJ. I haven't done it yet. But That's it sounds enticing. 
There yeah. you go. Oh, now great. Now we're going to read in like two months. Christy Simpson leaves Yumi Zuma to, <laughs> to play. <her. laughs> to do my DJ career. Like, what do we do? No. Surely that I could do that in between. To- oh, maybe not. Maybe not in between tours. Mm. <laughs> it's got some serious thinking to do, clearly. Yeah. How did you guys wind up? Because one of the things I had read, and it's kind of weird whenever, because, you know, you read stuff on the internet and it's like, is this actually true? I don't know what I'm getting the information from. But somebody said that you guys had like, basically got together over after an earthquake mm, is yeah, that wrong yeah oh wow. no that's um it's yeah it's weird the earthquake is like the reason why yumi Zuma exists but not necessarily because yumi Zuma formed okay after that it's actually almost more of a function of like this earthquake happened in 2011 it was pretty bad um mm-hmm. the city is still not recovered from it um yeah. and a lot of our central city got destroyed, like venues and um, I don't know the whole, pretty much the whole center of the city. There were there are a couple buildings still left, but um, a lot of it was really old brick, and we weren't expecting an earthquake. So um, that kind of just meant that people, the music scene kind of shifted, and I think people that were probably going to stay here and keep doing that because it was a really good scene for the earthquakes. This is what Charlie and Josh, my bandmates, have told me because they're a little bit older. Mm. um might have like left and moved either you know wellington auckland or overseas and um charlie and josh had been already making music together in other bands for years and then uh josh moved first in 2012 to new york and charlie moved the year after that i believe and um i think because they were separated but they'd always worked on music together they'd all they'd still been working on song ideas and like sending things back and forth and just being like, what do you think? Like, or like, you know, mm-hmm. they'd always collaborated like that anyway, by sending files and then like editing the files and then sending it back, um, oh, wow. like adding to it or whatever. Um, and so that's kind of how Yumi Zuma formed was the fact that they were apart and they were still writing music. And it kind of just came out of like, Charlie had just worked on something and then been like, just sent it to a label and like uh, Cassie and our old label. Wow. Uh, without Josh even knowing, because it was also like <laughs> zone, Josh, what I think, was asleep. And then wow. they were they had got this email being like, yeah, cool, I want to release it. And it was just like, all of a sudden it was something. So, um, yeah. So, but that was arguably the reason is they both left. And I think that because they were in these other worlds, these separate worlds, and because they were forced to make music in software, it just created a different sound and like it wasn't like a band band. Right. And then I think we still, we talk about the fact that, you know, because we aren't all together, maybe that is why we've managed to do what we do for so long and not got sick of each other and not had too many arguments and like right. all of that. So yeah, but I sort of stuck it out for a while. So I've been <laughs> like the main city in New Zealand up until the pandemic when I moved, moved just before the pandemic to London. Hmm. Terrible timing on my part. Terrible <laughs> <laughs> Tried to stay there for a while, but then I was like, no, this is not it. I'm coming back to New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. So, no, you were like, yeah. let me find the most expensive place I can move and then not leave my apartment. <laughs> yeah. And also the weather is terrible. So like when the oh, one yeah. thing you're like, well, at least the weather can change and like the weather could be nice and I could go to the park. You're like, the weather is miserable again today because it's London. Because so. <laughs> it's London. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I it anyway, but yeah, it was yeah. just like um, it's definitely a mood place. Like if you like, you go to London after a good breakup and you need bread and you know some gloomy <laughs> weather, you know some emo songs and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was yeah, I was not in the era of my life. I think I was like yeah. I don't but know. that's kind of an epic formation of a of a group or a band or any reason to do mm. like you know an earthquake happened, which obviously is terrible, and then you guys got you know, a band out of it. Like I became yeah. a comedian because of a fucking breakup. You know what I mean? Like that's lame as shit. <laughs> like I was like, mm, I was sad and I didn't like college. So I left. And then <laughs> you guys are like, yeah, this fucking earthquake hit. And then we decided to uh, make beautiful things out of it. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. True. I mean, arguably though, all of the songs are about breakups that are not about the earthquake. I know that. So, yeah, I know. That is... On the same page there. Yeah. Um, that's awesome though. It's funny. Yeah, all of John's yeah. jokes are about earthquakes. <laughs> Ah, there you go. Wow, I'm like, what's the deal with tectonic plates? I'm the Steinfeld of earthquake I mean, jokes. I still don't know, honestly. I actually don't know it either. It should be crazy. Like, what is that? What is going on? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's me pleading so to the them. audience. I'm like, somebody, please explain it to me. Yeah, please explain. Someone explain um, Pangea. 
Um, yeah. There, uh, uh, are you when you're, you know, because a lot of the bands that came out of the pandemic and stuff, and some different bands, whatever, they were kind of collaborating the same way you guys were used to collaborating. Did you kind mm. of feel like you had an like? Was anybody coming to you for advice, or did you feel like, oh, guys, we've been doing this for years. Uh, this is yeah. kind of easy for us now. We've talked about this a bit, and that we've worked out that actually we thought we'd be sweet and we thought this is great for us because we're used to this mm -hmm. but we realized quite quickly into trying to finish the album without being able to be in the same place yeah. um that we're actually we're we're actually not that good at it anymore like i think we've gotten more like we kind of changed the way that we worked a bit right. so that we mm -hmm. would get together and work on stuff and even if it wasn't all of us if it, even if it was just like Charlie and Josh would get together to like finish the production, I would be with them when we work on vocals and write vocals and write lyrics. And we do that collaboratively in person. Cause mm. I think it can be really difficult when you are trying to float an idea and you're just like on a call and you're like, or someone does it like, and then sends it to you and it's completely changed. And you're like, Oh wait, I don't like that. I'm not on board with that. Cause you can't see like the thought process behind it or like the, you know yeah it's almost like we shifted from the other way we were like right. we started there sending files and that worked for a while and then we got to the point where like actually we work better now if we are together right um and it's just better for us as as a band like i think friendships are so important to be when you're there you retain the friendship because you can like counter someone's idea or like they can explain their idea without there being like an argument about it and it's right. a lot easier to just get into an argument when you're just on a call so that's what we discovered yeah um so we were not the ones come to for advice we were um <laughs> really struggling at our own game we were like what are we gonna do we can't finish this album but then we did finish it so wow um and i it. think arguably because it was so hard we really had to push through the hard bits and i feel like we made something that we're really proud of so that was cool like but yeah that's what i was gonna ask I was like, do, you, do you think it fundamentally changed do you think the album would have been different if it was not that you know like i know you're really proud of it which is mm. amazing because it's a great album but like do you guys are you guys good at like kind of moving forward when you've made something and not thinking like what would have been different yeah, I think there are maybe some songs that are like that. I think there's a point where one kind of lets go of something that they're really annoyed by or that they really want to change or, you know, if they have changed it. And then I think some songs you hold on to tighter. Mm. And I think we all had our songs that we held on to really tight on this album because they were more songs with lyrics that were actually, like, just a lot more relevant to our personal situation. So the songs felt mm. more personal. And so then... I think when you're holding on tightly to something because it means something to you and the way that it's expressed in like a chord change or whatever, you're like, I want that to be that because I already am attached to the way that it is now. Right. Um, that means it, it's a horrible way to try and get anything done. But I do think that that means by the time you get to the end of the process, it's like because you held on and you were really stubborn about that one particular bit in that song or that one particular lyric or whatever, um, that passion you can feel that more in the song and so even though it was a struggle to get it finished and you know somebody had to probably compromise and they didn't want to yeah maybe they've got their song on the album as well that they're like this is the one i love i mean mm. that didn't really happen though we ended up all kind of having the same songs from the album as our favorites so, sweet yeah i mean it's worked out but i think that is the thing it's like because we fought a lot harder for them also because i had nothing else really going on in my life at the time like this is the only thing and you're like i want this to be good because this is i'm pouring my heart and soul into this because i've got nothing else to do and pour my heart and soul into so right yeah i think you can you can hear that that like there's more conflict and you can hear that a little bit but it's like we cared so much whereas albums in the past obviously we cared but we weren't like you know oh my god it absolutely has to be this lyric or i'm gonna die you know i'm gonna throw a tantrum you know yeah. that's like what ended up, ended up happening when we were doing it this way so, that's an interesting yeah. perspective to have too because i didn't think of it at the time but yeah everything that we were making during that time because nothing else was going on you were like fuck this has got to be amazing because if it's <laughs> yeah. not i don't know what i'm gonna do <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and yeah and i was still like working and stuff and um mm -hmm you know you're still doing things but it's like i think feeling so disconnected from the band because yeah. we weren't doing all the touring we were meant to be doing and like you know it's only this person on your screen that you're 
you know that's your band but it doesn't feel like your real reality you know when I, you're kind of like yeah i don't know and it's sometimes even like that when i'm here you know just living my day-to-day life in christchurch i'm just living and then i'm like whoa i'm in a band crazy like well, that's weird what am i <laughs> when am i going on tour next you know yeah, like, it's yeah. not it doesn't it doesn't always permeate my like day-to-day mm. um in the way that it would when i'm actually on tour like doing things so yeah i think it's this weird thing of like when I am doing it, I'm so in it. And when I'm not, I'm just like doing whatever else that right. I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. did you find, do you find that you miss touring or, or that like you missed it even more during the pandemic? Cause everybody had that yeah. itch of like, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. it was rough for a lot of people. I think as well, cause we hadn't done very much in the years leading up. Like we had kind of done bits and pieces, but I think cause we were working so hard towards the release of um the album we released in march 2020 truth and consequences mm-hmm. so it was terrible <laughs> timing as well but the, everything was building up to releasing that because we'd finished that quite a while earlier and we were mm. like it took us a minute to find a label and we found the label and then we were like cool we're ready singles are coming this huge tour booked gonna be the best year ever and then yeah i think when that you know kind of all went kaput we were so ready to do that much touring mm. that we were like oh and we and we'd just been reunited with each other like we hadn't seen each other that much in the last little while either so we were like we're finally hanging out again here we are in london we're rehearsing it's great we played two shows on the tour and then like that was when they were like everything's cancelled pandemic is on it's officially a pandemic (laughs) and we were like right better go home then i guess yeah better it's the end of the world better not see ya (laughs) yeah better go go back to london where i've just moved and like just hope to god that boris johnson's gonna look out for me (laughs) don't know about that oh would have lost money on that bet Mm. Uh, um is it did it how's your writing process change like do you you feel it's changed uh, over over that course of time or has it stayed the same um really good question we haven't really i mean apart from the obvious like we couldn't really finish writing that album in person together all of us um we we haven't really worked on anything since um we kind of were intending to do that earlier this year um and kind of all be in a studio together for the first time in a while um just give it a go and then Charlie got really sick and so he couldn't come. We were in Italy and we had like the studio booked and you can stay there. And so we were staying at the studio in Florence and um, then, yeah, Charlie couldn't come because he was really unwell. And so we kind of just went there, um, me, Josh and Olivia, messed mm. around a little bit, um, <laughs> kind of came up with some ideas, but we were kind of like, without Charlie, it's not the same. Yeah. You know, we were like, we miss him. Oh, um, so... Yeah, but we're gonna probably give it another go this year now that he's oh, awesome. better. So, yeah, yeah, we've um, yeah, it's just a tricky one. I feel like we do live so far apart, and it does cost a lot of money to get us all together. So, mm. we really have to, you know, have a plan locked in. I think this time we are gonna really try and be all together in one room. I think that's what will be changing. I think yeah. it's too early to say, but I think we're all pretty in the interest of being together in the room and seeing what we can come up with and making it like this intensive time of just like writing together recording um and seeing what we can do rather than like i think honestly the pandemic made the whole like sending files over the internet thing it was just like we're sick of that now like we don't want to do that like there's no part of that that interests Mm -hmm. any of us anymore because it was like we had to do that and now we don't want to whereas when it was an option yeah maybe yeah maybe it's more appealing i don't know but i think for me i like being there for the parts yeah. that I contribute to because it's like vocals and coming up with melodies and lyrics so much easier to do on the fly than like to sit down on your own time and then yeah. like do the, all this thing and then you're like do you like any of this and they're like mm, maybe yes a little bit the here and there you know it's just so much more work when you do it like that so yeah I find and Tom and I were just talking about this like even just having somebody in the room while you're working you don't necessarily have to be collaborating but after like yeah you know, a couple of years of not having anybody there. I'm just like, my friend and I'll get together and I'm just like, just, just sit down just work. and work be quiet. You do whatever yep. you need to do. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to do what do. I need to yeah. do. Yeah. So good. Some, so good. Yeah. Somebody in the room. Did you say was it, there was a name for that time? Uh, yeah. It's called body doubling so with an ADHD <sighs> brain. Just having a person I've, there changes you. I've seen this recently. Cause I am 
yeah, I am notorious. I think I have many theories that perhaps I do have ADHD. Um, oh. Mostly because of TikTok, of course. We all see Oh, it. yeah. Like, oh, you probably have ADHD. <laughs> you do these things. Um, but that is one that I'm like, it's so true. Like, if someone just comes over here and sits on my couch, I can do so much cleaning. But I live yeah. alone at the moment. And I'm like, yeah. I just will not do it until yeah. I absolutely need to. Like, yep. It's, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. he and I, which is insane. We're very last minute about a thing. We're like, we'll have to keep one of us. I'll have to keep up on the other one. And I always, Tom, even more so sometimes, because I always feel like I'm being annoying, but he's like, no, every day. <laughs> you yeah, have to I remind me. It's yeah. good. Yeah, reminders are good. You know, yeah. I'm like, thank yeah. you. Yeah. And my yeah. ADHD doesn't allow me to get annoyed with you because it falls right off my head. So like, I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, okay, oh, I forgot about the first yeah. time you reminded me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, and it doesn't have to be a person because I've set like you know, uh, A L E X A over here. I don't know if she responds to spelling, but um, I don't want to set her off. But like, I've been like, hey, remind me to do whatever. And then if it's a robot mm. telling me, I'm like, fuck off, robot, like, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like it has to be. I need to know that someone is depending it's on me. A this real, real person, yeah. yeah, and they're gonna be yeah. like, why didn't you do it if you didn't, you know, and you're like. Yeah. I don't want to let you down, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. Oh. Even going to the, like, I wound up, I was never like, I liked going to the gym, like, and all that other, not to brag. Uh, it's not obvious. Uh, but, um, but I, but I like, you know, I, I did or whatever. And then, you know, you fall off the wagon and all this shit. And like one of the guys who's, who works there is a trainer. He's a great dude. But I was like, Hey man, like, let's just work together or whatever. And it changed. I hate to admit it, but it did change everything. Where like he would text, yeah, and be when like, "Hey, yep. like send yep. me your your workout today," and then I would feel yep. really bad um, if I didn't do it. And it keeps you on track. It makes it's a so difference. Weird. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, I go to a gym that's like a it's like a um, kickboxing cross fitness circuit. Nice. Maybe I think cool. I actually think it does exist worldwide. It's called Nine Rounds. If you've heard oh, of yeah. that, that's what I do, and I love it. Um, and I love it because if you don't show up for a while. You get texts from the trainers at the gym who you already like and get along with because you're going there lots. Um, right. And they're like, hey, Christy, notice you haven't been in recently. <laughs> you know, how you, is everything, you know, how's your year going? Like, do you need to work on your goals? And I'm just like, no, I'm good. Like, I just got sick last week or like, you know, I just wish I replied that I'm, I'm going to be in tomorrow, though. But you do feel that feeling of like, oh, shit, I need to, I need to go. Like, they're waiting on me. You know, they're like, where yeah. is she? She hasn't been in. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah they, that makes yeah. such a difference because I wouldn't go. If, I Well, I would because I'm paying for it, money, yeah. lots of it. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that's yeah. a good motivator too. Pay it for is. an expensive gym, you will go because you're yeah. paying for it. That's the other thing too is I wish I, I wish that was a way too, but I'll pay for something. I'll be like, I'm going to fucking do this because I'm paying for it. And then yep. after a while, I'm like, eh, hey, you can afford it. <laughs> Yeah, just, yeah, just the weekly payments. It's like, ah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, there's some weeks where I don't go, but I think it's a combo, isn't it? It's like they're checking up on you. You're paying for it. Yeah. I also really enjoy it. That probably helps. But, you know, not yeah, every yeah. day you actually want it. So, yeah. yeah. I, I Do you Love find it, that, like, I don't even know if this there's a name for this thing, too. But, like, yeah. But, like, there's, like, do you feel like uh, when you meet somebody – that you owe them not owe them this is a weird i'm trying i'm still trying to work this out but like i think i make friends quicker in my head than like than maybe other normal people where like if i meet somebody and i say yeah. to them like hey i'll let you know about that thing even though it's that one instance if i don't i feel guilt like severe and mm. they're like I'll, I'll like it'll be like a couple weeks i'm like oh my god i'm so sorry i know you were and they're like what are you talking about who are you i barely <laughs> met like, you on the train oh, oh my god i guess uh i thought we had a connection yeah, but, I... uh, <laughs> like but like i really will i'll feel like an obligation to be like no i said i was going to do something for this person and and uh and they're like we don't know you <laughs> you guys are like you're a nut job uh <laughs> you should probably seek help for that no i, can, uh, I think i can relate to that i feel like i but i'm yeah i think i'm bad though that like my friends will ask me this is maybe the difference though is like your friends will ask mm -hmm. you or you say you're going to do something for your friend you'll easily forget that but you're right that if it's somebody you've just met and you're like this is a potential new friend yes then you're like i've got to do that misc thing for them that i've you know like <laughs> promised or like do you do the thing too where like you over promise and you're like so i might talk about a book or like you might talk about something and then you're like oh i've got this i'll like lend it to you and you're like oh and then it almost like it's good though it makes an excuse for you to 
yeah meet up and hang out and you know Oh, I wish it was just lending. I've done the worst thing where someone's like, I don't like you got to read. But and I'm like, absolutely. I will read this. And then I never, never fucking touch the thing. And I'm like, oh, John, you piece of shit. Like, yeah, it's a real yeah. bad. It's a bummer. I've been doing it lately with um, people have been trying to my, some of my friends have been trying to get me to do the Enneagram. Have you guys done the Enneagram? Before? I've heard of it. I haven't done it. I, I haven't done it. it. I'm like a big astrology girl. Like I love astrology and mm. I kind of have since I was young. Cause I just love like witchy shit. And I think it's funny. And like, I just, you know, I don't take it too seriously, but I'm like a big astrology girl for like personality analysis. And then they've been tr persistently trying to get me to do this Enneagram test. And I feel terrible cause I just never do it. But I had to say the other day, I was like, maybe I just have this thing. Cause I don't want, like maybe I just can't get into it because I'm an astrology girl. I don't know. Yeah, what but, yeah, I've done that. So there's no. I mean, this is hilarious. So you literally just reminded me of something I promised somebody I would do and fucking forgot about it because I you have go. this. See, <laughs> I have <laughs> this. We were talking about astrology shit, and I was like, I love that kind of stuff because it was. So I was talking to somebody who's, um, you know, Stephen Pages, the uh, the uh, founder of the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. So talking Hold to here his manager on the phone she's very very nice to tour manager we've been yep. having conversations and stuff because he'd been on the show and she's like are you a sagittarius and i'm like yeah i'm a sagittarius and she's like oh my god me too so we're like bonding over that kind of shit and then i was like i've got this huge uh because i think her birth no like yeah her birthday's like a day away from my, something like that it's weird i'm like oh i've got this like huge birthday book and it it goes by the exact day and year you were born and it tells you all this cool shit because she was talking to me really? about like relate. Yeah. She was like, oh, like, yeah. She was like, you know, like it tells you not to hang out with a score or not to date a scorpion. I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I've got the that book. And I was like, I will text you your page, whatever. Fucking it's been a week. As you said, the astrology thing, my brain was like, John, <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. Wait, I told so her I you gonna... have the book and you're going to text her her page. I was going to text uh, her page. And now I forgot to do it. There and we go. I'm going to have to remember to do it. You can do it after this. I'm also Sagittarius. So there we oh, go. you're a Sagittarius too? Yeah. Oh, I that's am. fucking sick. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yep. I'll, so I'll text you your page as well. What date? What date? <laughs> Christy <laughs> wants you to get that November. page right now. Yeah. Wait, what is it? <laughs> yeah, right. What date is it? 26th of November. 26th on the 28th. There you go. Spooky. Yeah, Spooky. that is that is, is the really manager spooky. the yeah. 27th? Because that yep. would be great. Yeah. 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 Manager, manager the 27th. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's nuts. Go. Now we now you really do have to text us our pages because we're like yeah, I'm a almost scared. <laughs> maybe different years. I don't know. I don't know how old the manager. I is, think we're but, yeah. I'm I'm um, I'm definitely. I think I'm older. I'm definitely older than you. I think I'm, I was born in '84. Ah uh, yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like dad, you are way, way old. Yeah I'm you not are you are ancient. My exact birth date on a podcast, but you know I can. I yeah, can don't do that. that. Don't do that. Yeah, nobody. You never know. You know there might be some creeps out there trying to steal. Oh, there definitely are. Uh, <laughs> might be please uh, this, is, this is the internet um, i just hope they're not watching this you know and they're watching this far through we'll cut all that this is fine we'll believe Listen, it we'll take the viewers make creep it. it up yeah he's not wrong uh, my fan base of creeps no, <laughs> they're all gonna my be fan all base is not creep no no yeah no you're all your all your sagittarius peeps are gonna come out to your show now yeah Exactly. I mean, I hope that all my fans are Sagittarius, as that would truly make me happy because yeah. I oh, always man. get along well with them. So me, me too. And it is weird because it's one of those things where, like, I try not to like, like, how far into it are you? Do you believe like, do you do you read your horoscope every day? I'm not so like, I've never been able to really grasp or like enjoy the part of it that's like, this is what might happen to you. This is what's Same. going on for you today. I'm not really, not nah, that part. I don't know. I kind of can't get into that but i just like the birth chart analysis and me too like what where your signs are in certain things and yeah. how that means that you react to things and how you present i really love that like your rising sign is like how you look and like how you dress and like things that you like in your home and like things that you you know i like that weird side mm. of it that it's like oh yes virgos always wear virgo rising this explains why you wear black and navy and right. neutral colors and you don't like color because you're virgo rising like i love that kind of shit i'm like yep hmm, i'm a virgo I'm now i want to know if i'm rising or well what descending <laughs> i don't rising, know what the other one is. like the other thing it's like where that was your ascendant like where what planet was there so mm. i mean 
yeah, that that's what we can all go and do after this is, you know, type in the uh, birth chart. Yeah, chart I'm going to be looking mine up too now. It's yeah. great. And you that's... have to know what time you were born. That's the only thing for the rising. So. But yeah. Okay. Uh, I've done the time you were born stuff. I've had like, you know, certain girlfriends or whatever who've like literally asked me a <laughs> question every, where they're like, yeah. hey, what time? Well, as soon as I get the what time were you born, I know she's entering it. <laughs> Like it's two a.m. and yeah. she's like on. She's this... plugging it into her like, yep, that's me. That's, I'm like, I'm there. Yeah. I'm like, you know, doing some serious fucking numbers on this shit. Like, I don't care about. <laughs> I'm like, what is the data? What does the data say? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Won't won't balance yeah. your checkbook, but you've got charts and like a bunch of other shit going on. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Can't can't multiply like you know can't do my twelve times tables, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I love oh, this. It's awesome. so much fun. Yeah. yeah. And it is weird how like I do get along with every Sagittarius I meet and it's and not until we actually talk about it but like there's that weird vibe. It's I don't know there's what it is. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. All fire signs are kind of like that but Sagittarius is are a little bit different. They kind of yeah. their own little thing. Yeah, no, we're a little chaotic. Yep. I feel like I like that they're like we're like a mixed bag. Like that's kind of Yeah. Like, a little bit chaotic. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, I want to ask you also about just were you always interested in music as a kid or did you have another passion? Did you fall into this? What was your like trajectory there? Um, I definitely always loved music and I was like a big, um, you know, like an actual childhood. I was a big Avril Lavigne fan, Hilary oh, Duff nice. fan. Okay. It was like Hilary Duff and Avril Lavigne. Mm. And those were like my two girlies different vibes obviously but so i feel like i sit somewhere in the middle of that even now like goes my two core influences as a child nice. um but i feel like i didn't like think of myself as like becoming a musician so much i did start playing piano and do like lessons i i never read sheet music but i did like learn i was quite good at learning things by ear nice and so I, my mom was like oh cool we should do this suzuki method of like piano where you learn by ear so i did that for a while but i never really thought of myself much as like a singer I kind of just yeah. would like play piano and like sing along to things. I, that, then I was in my Regina Spector phase, so I was learning every Regina oh Spector song. And she's like, you know, yeah, piano so singing good. queen. So it's yeah. like that was the best um, role model to have at that point because that was so cool. It was like, you know, oh, it's so it's so indie, it's so like Five Hundred Days of Summer, you know, to be like <laughs> a girl with a piano. Um, but yeah, I kind of never was like, oh, I want to pursue music as a career. I think I was always just like, I enjoy this. I like doing it. And I, I was in a couple bands. Like I was in the jazz band at school and I had like another band, but nothing that really like was going anywhere, doing anything. Hmm. And then I think it was just meeting Charlie and Josh and they were like, oh, we want you to be a backup singer in this other band. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Go on. Right, I'll do that. <laughs> I think I'd like played, I think I'd done like a, I was in, I was a backup singer in my boyfriend's band at the time. And nice. he would occasionally let me do my own numbers. Mm -hmm. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> I did a cover of uh, Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac and they'd seen me doing this because I love Stevie Nicks. Like she's yeah. my favorite. She's and best. so they'd seen me doing that and they were like, but we should get her on board. And this is probably when I was like 16, 17. So like teenage kind of years. Um, yeah, and then they were like, "You want to be a backup singer in our band? We're gonna have three backup singer girls. This will be fun." Like, yeah, cool. And then, nice. Yeah, with Yumi Zuma, they were like, "Well, do you want to be the singer?" And I was like, "Yeah." There was an original singer that in the very first EP was a different singer. Her name was mm -hmm. Kim. Um, and then she left the band, and they were like, "Well, we know Christy." you know, wants to, would want to do it. She sung some backup vocals on like one of the EPs. I think they got me to do some backup vocals. So for a long time, I was just like the backup singer. And then they were like, ah. That's awesome. On as the main singer. So yeah, it was, um, it was cool. But I think I always had like the little kid dream of like, I want to be a pop star one day <laughs> thing. But then I don't think that was ever something that I was like, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to study music. I'm going to, you know, I was like, I don't know. It kind of just happened to me, which is nice. I yeah. think maybe I manifested it quietly, but it wasn't like a, I'm actively taking steps to get to where I am now. It just, yeah. Right place, right time. I guess. That's great. Right. I like, I'm lucky that I have one of those talents. That's like, you have a voice. You were kind of born with that. Like you have a, and you've done a little bit of training, but like as being a singer is weird. Cause it literally is just something that you're like handed and you're like, cool, there you go. Hmm. do what you want with it you know yeah so 
Are you, yeah. you have, are you protective of it as far as like, I know that, um, you know, certain singers and stuff, when they perform live, they'll perform differently for like, you know, certain songs or whatever to protect their voice a little bit. Are you that way too, between in studio and? Yeah, there's definitely some songs that we do, <laughs> we'll write a melody and I can do it in the studio and I can't do it live. Cause it's right. like, either it's really soft and like high and so then when you're live you can't sing soft because no one will be able to hear it um sure. or you know like it's something that i did once and it was fine and then it probably got a little bit processed and tuned or something and then it was uh -huh. like but i can't do that it's also the breathing thing it's like some of our lyrics get like or like sections of songs it might be like here's the verse and it goes straight into the chorus and that overlaps and so then you're like there's no time for me to take a breath i can't sing all of that at once i have to like Right. find a way to work around it or like what bits do I sing what bits can be in the track or have someone else sing back up uh -huh. um so yeah we definitely tweak things a little bit there's some songs that live I think we've changed the key a little bit so that it's easy to sing the melody I'm pretty sure um I don't know I actually can't remember what songs we've done that for now but yeah so just to make it more comfortable to sing because I think it's really easy to lose your voice like um I nearly lost it on the last tour we did we did like 21 shows in four weeks so it was wow. pretty intense wow. um and there was a point in the middle there where i was like if i i need to not go to soundcheck i need to just go to the hotel and like rest and just like not talk mm. and then i think i'll be fine for the show and i was fine for the show nice but yeah they it's true though that all the damage you do to your voice is never the singing it's always the talking that you do after the singing and the drinking that you do after the singing and the mm. Um, yeah. and the yelling over the, mu the loud music in the venues. It's like, why do they fucking bump this loud music? <laughs> and you're like, try you're at the merch table trying to talk to people and you're like, sorry, like, right. Yeah. So yeah, that's when so, I lose my voice. I'm so glad you said that too, because I feel like I'm getting old where all my friends and I'll be out and I'm like, why is this so loud? I don't want yeah, to scream. Yeah. And then I, then I never used to notice it because I wasn't as paranoid about it, but now I'm so aware because i know that that's when i'll lose my voice is if i have yeah. to talk over loud venue music i'm definitely gonna lose my voice when sometimes you do, like, you're just like oh well it's fine tomorrow i don't have a show i'll probably be fine but other right. times you're like oh yeah. wow i really shouldn't have done that when you know you're going to do like a late night show um are you mm. or, or, yeah like uh, when you know something big is coming up too do you try to schedule that like uh while you're on tour and fit that in that way it fits everything in or is it more like a protected thing where you're like we really have to nail it so i don't want to do anything before or or you know to save your uh voice and performing. good question you you mean like a live like a live session or something like that yeah yeah um to be honest with the way touring is and how expensive it is and um you know also how hard it is to schedule things and our booking agent schedules the tour Mm. um often if we get those opportunities they kind of just fit in the gaps in between oh, so cool. you just have to be pretty flexible i guess but once you know what your schedule is like for the tour sometimes you know i'll be like all right i am not gonna go out there and talk to people tonight because i know that if i do i won't be able to sing very good tomorrow mm. and tomorrow is important so gotcha. yeah i do a little bit of that but yeah, I wish I wish it was easier to be like, cool, well, we have this, we're going to do this amazing live session or some like late night thing and be like, well, we're going to need this much time to rehearse and then we're going to have to have a break because rehearsals mm -hmm. can make me lose my voice too. And then, you know, like time around it, like you say, but because we don't live in the same place, whenever we are somewhere rehearsing, it's like such precious time. Like we don't have band practice like other people do. We have like a regular band practice. It's just like right we're in we're here we're in new york we're in london here's our studio here's how many days we're gonna rehearse so wow yeah it can be yeah often i lose my voice more in the rehearsals than i would at other times because um when you're rehearsing you're singing for like you know you're singing all day normally yeah. we just sing for like an hour and a half you know <laughs> like that might be the most so yeah it's um it's a tricky one i definitely have to be like more careful about it these days too than i used to be so yeah. I never even thought about the rehearsals. I wasn't even thinking of that. That's incredible. Mm, it's a weird way of doing it. Like everyone's always like, how do you have band practice? And we're like, well, we don't, we do, but it's like <laughs> all a year's worth of band practices in like one week. Yeah. Mm. So it can get pretty intense, but it's also kind of a nice way of doing it too, because 
you, especially when we've got new music to learn and practice, it's like a fun way to be like, right, we're here, we're doing it. We figure out how we want to play it. We figure out like what bits should be in the track and what should be the things that are played and what what do we want to emphasize? What do we want to slightly change live? You know, like something right. maybe you want to, you know, play a little bit differently when you do it live to make it more interesting. So, yeah, it's like that's awesome. It's fun. And you said your influences yeah. were like Avril Lavigne, uh, Stevie, <laughs> and uh, Hillary Duff. <laughs> Are you good yeah. with like? Have you met any of them? Oh no, I wish. Uh, are you good um, with that kind of stuff though like when you meet like a uh like another band or somebody that are you like a good at introducing yourself or are you kind of shy oh i'm sagittarius so are you yeah, really oh wow i don't right. know i'm trying to think oh recently no it's a bit like often when you end up in those scenarios too you do feel a little bit like you don't want to be that guy that's bothering x person yep especially like i think probably the only times i've been around people that were like influences are like my idols um or like you know musicians that I really love and I'm like oh my god I really want to meet that person mm. it's like in a in a situation like we were backstage at um rock Vokta festival in Belgium oh. you ever know if I said it right but yeah, yeah um sadly like there were so many amazing bands on the bill for that um we played at the same time as Carly Rae Jepsen and Haim who are like oh. two of my favorites holy shit um as far as like you know pop girlies with kind of like an alternative thing it's like those are my faves yeah and they were backstage at different times like in the catering like area where you go and get like your buffet food and um carly was like two people behind me in the line and i was like oh my god but i was like you don't bother people when they're backstage in that setting because it's like they're all just getting ready for their show as yeah. well and they don't want to be bothered and like everyone else plays it really cool because we were probably one of the smaller bands on the bill so you know, everyone is like crew or like works for some, you know, or they are in these much larger bands and they're just kind of used to being in there. And I don't know, you don't want to be that, that person that's like, hey, like a really big fan. Yeah. I kind of just got, yeah, I got starstruck and I was like, mm, I can't do it. And then I, I think later in the day, Haim were just in there having their dinner, like <laughs> having a meal, you know, sitting at a table, drinking, laughing. And I was like, oh my God, there they are. How cool. But you're just like, <laughs> I got to play it cool. So I'm like, it's fine. You know, I'm content with like, I saw them. I was in the same room as them and they ate their lunch and so did I. Yeah. Like, you know, I ate my burrito and Carly Rae Jepsen was behind me eating her burrito. Amazing. That's pretty great. That's, you, I have to just take that. You, you got to take like a selfie, yeah. like act like you guys, you're like burrito buddies, even though like the perception <laughs> is completely off. <laughs> this is bad because I did do that. And my family was so, so disappointed in me. I think they were like, no, you're meant to be playing a call. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I tried to just like take a selfie with like I had a glass of wine and I was like, and then you can just see Carly. Mm -hmm. Like she has amazing bleach blonde hair, and you just hear her hair in the background. And I was like, this is so cringe. Like, because I think they were like, if anyone sees you doing that, they're gonna be like, that's really sus. Like, you, should, you know, because it was very much like those signs everywhere, like no photos, like yeah, you know, respect people's privacy, blah blah blah. So I was like, but anyway, so I've just outed myself. Um, oh. but yeah. <laughs> Just like some people that you want to be like, oh my god, look! Cause I know like, you know that yeah. I loved Carly Rae Jepsen forever, and like yep. it's so cool that I'm here with her. We're playing it so personal, like wow. I'm the same. Okay. I'm the same way, and I'm like, and but I think Tom's better at it actually than I am because he'll like he'll just go straight the fuck up or like uh, or whatever. And even I've been doing this for 17 years, and I've even when I'm invited backstage, I'm still like. I shouldn't be. I feel like a kid, like who wandered into the set, and I'm just like, yeah, it's can I hang until my parents come get me, or you know, syndrome <laughs> thing. It doesn't. I yeah, it doesn't go away. Imposter, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you kind of want someone else to like introduce you. That kind of knows. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was I with my manager at an event, and I kept going to him. Go up there and <laughs> tell them who you yeah, are. This is job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not really been in enough situations where there are like other really famous people around to be honest and that's probably because i live in new zealand and i'm not like hanging out at things ever really um, yeah you gotta come to the states and hang out you gotta yeah, come hang in new york yeah, yeah. they're everywhere everywhere yeah Ooh. i know that's the thing i mean in new zealand sometimes you see like um 
Well, if you're in Auckland, people always see Lord everywhere, but you kind of don't really bother her. Like, she's I love pretty, that Lord's you know. come up twice in this interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm from New Zealand. Who's the famous celebrity here? Lord. Um, or like, you see rugby players. Sometimes rugby players come into my work. Mm, like, really, yeah. in New Zealand, that's like the most famous thing you could be. Like, everybody oh. knows who Richie McCaw is in New Zealand. Wow. And he's just like one of our really famous, he was the captain. I don't know if he's, he's not still the captain, but. Um, and you captain. see him in a cafe and everyone's like, oh, and getting photos. And you're like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not that big of a rugby fan. My dad is, but I'm mm. just like, yeah. But yeah, that's that's about it for me. Wow. So, so yeah. far, anyway. It's funny. I feel like I've I I came up in like a good celebrity circle, like with friends that were always with celebrities. So it was always a rule not to take pictures. Like you could, could Yeah, you get... that's kind of it, right? Like when you yeah. actually make it there, if you're peers, if you're like in the same even remotely in the same sphere yeah. circle you don't want to be that person so you're just like right mm. and you yeah and you almost don't want to go up and be like hey i'm a really big fan like nice to meet you you almost right. want it to be more just like oh this is blah 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 and they know you know yeah, yeah blah blah cool. and you start to get along exactly yeah. Yeah. Well, i mean I've or the, like, are you Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, or when you get to that level, like there's always somebody else taking photos. Like every time, I'm like, I need somebody just wandering around in the background and taking pictures. Yeah, I know. Dude. I need to go to more like events. I need to get invited to more industry events. Like that's been my thing. Like, and we're, this goes back to what we we're saying earlier. It's like I've never, I've been to one award show in New Zealand, and it was an award show that they kind of invented out of nowhere, and it was Rolling Stone New Zealand. Oh. Um, Music Awards, which had never existed. Rolling Stone New Zealand isn't a thing. I think it's a new thing. I think it might be like, I think it's like Rolling Stone New Zealand and Australia, like one company, and they've just started doing their own publication, which is cool. Wow. But they, we were nominated for Album of the Year, and we were like, whoa, like this is cool, this is great. And I got invited to these awards, and me and Olivia went, and it was fun. It was like, you know, pretty, yeah. pretty chill, pretty cool. But and it was so nice just to be nominated for something. But apart from that, like I've never been to our like national music awards which is now called the aotearoa music awards it used to be the vodafone new zealand music awards like cool yeah never but never been never been invited i don't know this, so this goes back to what we we're saying earlier about like um you know that people don't think oh who is who should we be inviting to this event like who are the new zealand acts right. that like should definitely be here and they probably yeah. don't really think of us and that's fair enough because we don't really we're not really in the scene like i don't live in auckland either i think if i lived in auckland it might make a difference too but right yeah yeah I'm kind of just in my own little bubble here you know but like, that's an interesting point because we have um do you know what have you ever been to asbury park or new jersey like a stone pony that kind of thing spring that's like a springsteen kind of yeah i've yeah. i mean I've, I've only read about it in his um book but nice. yeah so we have a we they just started a festival what now three years ago four years ago yeah the the uh see here now but you know, I mean, I've been I was invited last year for the first time, which was really nice. So I got to kind of like hang around and see like a few bands like Head in the Heart and all that other stuff. Um, but there's Asbury Park bands and they just came out with a list again. And they're not on like no Asbury Park bands are playing even in the smaller like whatever. And you're kind of like, guys, what the fuck are you? Who What's is the you point know? of this? Yeah. yeah. And it's such yeah. a bummer because they're like support local artists. I'm like, cool. Have them at your festival. <laughs> yeah like, yeah you know. it's a tricky one isn't it because they still want to sell tickets of course like yeah i understand that i think yeah it's a funny one there's quite a lot of festivals in new zealand these days um i'm going one to this week going to one this weekend that's like a very much a local festival it's like a daytime thing and it's held at like this heritage park it's very like old-timey lady Ooh. hawk actually played there um nice. okay. the last time i went and she's awesome it's so cool it's one of the best festivals and usually it is just local bands, but then we have kind of like about other more, it's kind of like more indie, I guess, as well. And then we mm. have our other festivals that are literally just like drum and bass. Like uh, New Zealand festivals are mo mostly the big appealing ones for the mainstream are like DJs, drum and bass, and everyone just goes there to get fucked up. Like they're just oh, going to no. be on. They're just, that is having pingers and they're having the best time and then they're really, that is there like, you know, they want to dance. So See Tom, it that's your into New Zealand. I gotta What's go that? to New Zealand. I gotta go check this. You I, do. Timmy the DJ equipment. I gotta go see Timmy Trumpet down in New Zealand. Honestly, like that's it's thriving, move. and it is actually pretty cool. Like we have a thriving like electronic scene here. Ooh, yeah. Even in Christchurch, where I live, there's a pretty thriving scene, which is cool. 
no. um, but it's kind of really shifted so far into that that there's not a hell of a lot of room for like the smaller mm. local bands anymore yeah. and so there's kind of because there's not as much uh space for it and demand for it there aren't as many of them like the scene isn't really what it used to be in terms of like mm. there's I know a couple of singer songwriters and bands that are like coming up that are pretty great and I'm like stoked on them, but it's just not used to be huge. Like it used to be so many new bands all the time, especially right. after the earthquake, it was like this big boom of like, you know, bands forming and people, you know, forming different bands with different people. It was all this scene and it was great. And then I feel nice. like now it's just, but I think that's just our culture in general, maybe is kind of shifted, you know? Yeah. Like it's yeah. Just what's, what do, you, what do you think of the but, yeah. advent of like the 80s synth music coming back all of a sudden like there's a lot of that happening do you enjoy yeah. it do you like it i love it i think i mean because it's been a thing for a while like we've been a band for like nearly 10 years and it's mm -hmm. been kind of a thing for a while it's just amazing that we're still kind of in this era where it's like yeah that's blowing up and it's kind of like a TikTok thing and then it's also yeah. like the disco thing like with dua lipa her last album being so disco and it's like yeah we've been doing disco like yep. we were doing disco and then now we're kind of in this like we're in our you know we still have those elements but we're kind of like we're in our more organic era now we're like a rock band now you know we love bruce springsteen like we got a real <laughs> drummer you know playing the real drum yeah, um that's great so yeah it, but it's it's cool it's kind of like nice to know that you know music that we've made in the last 10 years is gonna kind of like stay relevant because it's you know these trends that kind of change and cycle and it's like at the end of the day the influences that we have are like those disco and like 80s synth influences so that's always yeah. going to be a part of our music so yeah it was still i love one... it personally it's totally my vibe so i love it I'm same like, yeah. yeah give me and the, that and... sound yeah it's funny that you said the tiktok thing because one of my friends sent me a video and, and it had um it had in camera by you get like the 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 song in the background of the thing and i was like oh my god like i know this like I know I really? finally I know a TikTok background thing or whatever. And then I had oh to like show her the which I love the video to that uh song, which I thought it was so awesome. But I was like, Yeah, this is this is that band I was telling you about. I'm like, that's the song in the background. Yeah, amazing. Because yeah. this is the other thing I feel like every band is waiting for this to happen to them now. If you've mm -hmm. been a band for a while, it's really hard to write new music that is that is gonna like go viral, you know, like right. that's kind of yeah. an icky concept. But like we're like, when are we getting our TikTok hit? Like we're ready. We want one so bad. And we're like, so many songs that so, you know, like just a vibey, like yeah. creating a, a vibe. Um, so that's amazing. Um I'd be very curious if you could send it to me, I'd love to see it. Cause I'm, I'm curious. To, I, I hope I still have yeah, I'm gonna have to find a video that's on it because I, I I we send each other He's so gonna much say stuff. yes and he's never gonna yeah, do it. I'll send you the <laughs> And then I'm going to get his Alexa to, like, set up a notification to remind me. Um, I swear. Also, the way it works for our TikTok is that you can't, like, if I were to try and find something that has our sound mm. like, in camera in it, it's not necessarily our sound. And it's not labeled. It's not named. You just uh, have to hope for the best and just, like, that you find out that a lot of people have made videos to that sound. So I'm always, yeah. like, praying. One day someone's going to yeah. come to me and be like, your I'll song. Scroll. Look at I'll, this! It's just yeah. so many like, I'll wow. scroll back and find it because we send people send me video. Like, you, ever, you do have those friends who like don't communicate like verbally anymore, and they're just like video, just video, a, video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my fine. sister. Every oh, day, okay. just so yeah. she watches um reels, like Instagram reel. Yeah. So she just sends me those, and then I just send her TikToks. Like, <laughs> but it's like two different like forms, you know? It doesn't yeah. really work the same. And yeah. you're like, hey, how you doing? And like, didn't you get my TikTok I sent you? Didn't you read between the lines? I'm <laughs> suffering <laughs> emotionally. You know what Josh in the band is <laughs> Josh sends me TikToks all the time. Silly TikToks are just his thing. He's always on it and he loves it. He's like right. very ADHD. So it's just like the perfect entertainment for him. Um, and he, yeah, will often send me TikToks and then be like, I'll message him be like, hey, how are you doing? Like, you know, are you, how are you feeling after tour? Like, you know keep a little catch up like have you been um and he'll just be like you didn't he, he either not reply at all and then just send another tiktok the next day or <laughs> sometimes he'll send me one and then when we're in person together he was or he'll ring me on the phone and be like you didn't reply to that tiktok i sent you and you're like <laughs> <laughs> like i asked you a serious question about your well-being and nothing and then oh but you didn't reply anyway that's yeah. great it's a great way to communicate you know um yeah oh my god i love it 
Listen, I want to ask you the last three questions that we ask every guest on the show because I've kept you uh -huh. for an hour. So are you ready for the last three? Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. First question is, uh, if you go back in time and talk to your younger self, what piece of advice would you give yourself that would help you today? Oh, um, sheesh. Probably something to do with how scared I was to do to do things and to live life and to like be the center of attention and be the front woman of the band. Um, mm. It would probably be, yeah, it would be to just like have a bit more belief in the fact that I deserve to be up there, you know, and that I've worked for that. I think that's, that's probably the main takeaway because I think it's really easy, especially when you're a teenage girl and, um, you know, there's so many other people doing it out there and it's really easy to just be like, oh, I, you know, that person's better than me, but it's yeah. not about the better. It's actually just about like, if I don't know. Yeah. I wish I could go back to young teenage me and be like, what you have to say and these things that you, the way that you say these things is something that people are going to be interested in. So yeah. fucking believe in yourself. <laughs> Beautiful. Awesome. Uh, really do love that messaging. Um, the, the second question is what had to end in your life, good or bad? that led you to where you are today? Ooh, well, I guess um, the, uh, the, the, the life of the city that I lived in, um, uh. in a way, you know, the earthquake uh, got rid of my school building, had to be demolished. Um, yeah, so much ended, changed. But that's, yeah, that's put me on the path that I'm on now in a really wow. weird roundabout way like we talked about earlier. Right. Um, also, I guess more recently, if you talk about just like where I am literally right now, it's like the living in London was like not good for my mental health. And I uh, think since returning, I'm feeling a lot better. So, oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get and that. Yeah. I lived it, I moved to California randomly and then for two years, my mental health like plummeted like rapid mm. fire and i was mm. you know not good times <laughs> and it could be really hard too when people are like oh but it's such like a vibrancy like you know so much going on and you're like mm. but it's just not doing it for me like i need you know more vitamin d than the yeah. sun is gonna provide and that's literally all it is like sometimes that's it you're used yeah. to lots of sun in new zealand you want more of that but yeah and when people say stuff like about the city or what, it makes you feel like you're not utilizing something that they, they would yeah, or everyone else would and you're like oh. yeah exactly like, but yeah i mean i think the main one to answer that question though really is like the life that i i guess my life would have been very different i think if i hadn't if the earthquake hadn't happened and like there weren't all these challenges and like weird things that you kind of had to like work around and just be fine with right and then i guess like you know there's weird trauma there's ptsd there's like relationships that i had were with people that were struggling with ptsd and that came out mm -hmm. in like an anger thing and then that had effect on me um but then that meant that i did x and wrote these songs and then those songs meant that we did this and so here i am like it's all just like you know yeah making yeah. Le like lemons into lemonade isn't it so yeah absolutely yeah. awesome um and the last question has to do with the show uh so if this was a genuine dystopia and you had your choice between uh, government collapse, um, a giant comet heading toward the earth or aliens or zombies, robots, whatever it is, but you wake up and you find out it's your last day. It's everybody's last day on earth. Oh yeah. Um, yep. What would be the situation going on and what would be your epic death? How would you want to go out? Oh Christ. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Um, I don't know. Is it really last day on earth? What would I do? How would I want to go out? Um, I mean, is it dumb to say that I would just like to be like at the beach that I like going to, like swimming in the bay? No. Like I'd be in the water because there's like uh -huh. this one bay that I'm going to. In fact, I'm probably going to go there after this. And it's just so peaceful. It's the most beautiful place. I think it's the most beautiful place on the earth. Mm. And it's only like a 20 minute drive from me. Oh. And it's just got this like, it's different. It's like a sacred place, like a sacred Maori. Um, it's like a marae there. So it's like a, you know, this the settlement is actually like a somewhat of a sacred place. And nice. you can always feel that when you're there. And I feel like that's where I would want to be. And oh, I would have had like 
a nice day like it would be weather like today where it's like not too hot but sunny but good for a swim like day in the sun probably an afro spritz um some good snacks and then yeah i'd just be in there in the sea just floating i think that would be the best way to die would it be a tsunami like would that be the end of it like just a giant wave and no, see that sounds too stressful. <laughs> I would like I would like if we all just died like suddenly from like you know, when you just don't know. Like it's like suddenly the air just changes and everyone just can't No, but uh, I don't know. Like instant poisoning or like You want that instant, snap from uh just an instant death that you and like is this that you know the world is gonna end, right? So yeah, okay, so we yeah. do know it's gonna happen. Be nice if you could just be like, Cool, I know it's gonna happen at eight and <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably just try and recruit as many of my family and friends to come with me as well. Yeah. And I also have a mini circle. And I'd probably Ooh. just be like, right, let's all drive to the beach. Like, one last drive in the mini convertible. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm yes. coming in. Fuck yeah. that. I'm gonna. I'm going to you <laughs> for the end of the, uh, end of the world. <laughs> yeah. I want to go to that beach. Honestly, end of the world will be the best in New Zealand. That's what everyone says, right? So all the <laughs> billionaires are trying to move here, <laughs> buying their citizenships or whatever they're doing. Because they're like, true. oh, it's going to be great in New Zealand when the end of the world comes. What if New Zealand's like, because all the billionaires and shit, what if they turn New Zealand into like an ark? And like, if there is a flood, like the only thing that survives is everybody on New Zealand. That'd be nuts. I mean, I just don't think that'll happen. I think somehow we'll fuck it up. Like the people of New Zealand will be like, no, we don't, we don't want no, um, no, the bill, no, they can't build that ark. Like, no, like, good. It's just, you know, there's, there's a, cons- there'll be like conspiracy theorists, you know, and they'll be like, no, yeah. or they'll be like, you know, oh, they're taking all our farmland. And they'll be like, oh, you know, and they're like these grumpy farmers that just don't understand. They don't know what's coming. And they're just like, you know, this is, yeah. Anyway, that's fantastic. That's, I love that yeah. your end is just like the Sopranos, it just goes to black. yeah yeah i think i think i'm always a wee bit scared of like tsunamis or like water waves in general i don't love waves like this bay is like a very still bay um Mm. and i just think i think death by drowning would be terrifying especially in a tsunami that's like one of that's definitely up there in fears you know when the earthquake happened everyone was like oh my god there could be a tsunami because there's we're very coastal like we're not far from the sea here so it's like and everyone was like, oh, God, that's literally the worst thing that could happen because Christchurch is very flat, like flat. There's like hills here, totally flat. Like, oh, man. City. It's crazy. So we would all be obliterated. That's got to be a bummer if somebody like breaks up with you. You could still see them walking away for miles. You're like, God damn. <laughs> like they just left. This is brutal. God, the concept of what you're saying when you're out yeah no Horrible. i mean that's the thing is people don't really walk in Christchurch because it's such a spread out city so it would just be that you see them driving away <laughs> you're driving away <laughs> driving <laughs> yeah but like you can see them at the end of the street down there you're like oh there they go they're gone <laughs> oh no there they are no, they're still there yeah yeah, you have yeah. to wait till it's dark out. You're like, I just don't want to look anymore. I just, God, make a turn. <laughs> yeah. turn, turn down the yeah. road. That's great. Very um, yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Oh, sweet. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, that no, was you. a blast. Good chat. Um, yeah, I will send you that stuff, though. I'll send you the video when I find it. I'll scroll back through my text and I'll send you your birthday page. Hell yeah. I'm really, yeah. I'm excited. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> doesn't have to like be, there's no deadline. Like, okay, great. You know, Sometimes that's the thing that panics me. So, yeah, yeah, the yeah, deadline. Yeah, absolutely. I need the deadlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, need them. <laughs> I swear to you, I'll do it. I'll remember it. We're, we follow each other now, so it'll be good. Yeah, good. All right, thanks again. Take care. Thank you so much. You. Such a pleasure. Peace. Bye.